That's my chain. Talk shit at this part. About how like the world didn't see it coming. That's my chain. Now you know this fresh, right? You didn't know. I'm so wild. They call me for local, so local. Where they do Square Hive. We're back. Um, <laughs> how's it going, D? I'm pretty good. Just a. Doing a lot of packing this morning, so that's yeah. right. Okay, so this is part two, but it's really part one because <laughs> <laughs> I was re- recording the pod episode, um, and it definitely started cutting out, which is uh, very Illuminati, right? If we're gonna go down the conspiracy hole, yeah. no, just on campus at my university uh, <laughs> of Redacted. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, I I guess maybe uh, my phone is not superior anymore. There has been a new model that has uh, replaced it, so I I don't know that I'm oh. going to. I don't my know phone is like one of the oldest it. models. Yeah, so I understand. I don't know if I have the oldest one. I have somewhere in the middle, but I uh-huh. never I'm never like a fan of trying to get the latest like thing because yeah. You know, like, I'm like, no, no, y'all test it out first. <laughs> I know, because sometimes I feel like, I know the newer models of laptops I've gotten have actually sucked a lot. So it's like, really? it makes me kind of wary of everything. It's like, they're always walking up and they won't charge and stuff. So it's like, oh, I don't know. Oh, man, that's <laughs> annoying. And that's so annoying because I feel like newer things should work better. But yeah. I also, I also know that for me, I have like a very tenuous relationship with technology um like I, I hate it but I'm also like not terrible at it but I'm also not <laughs> good enough to like be making money off of it so I know it's yeah. a very bad middle ground to be in yeah I know it's like limbo, everyone, yeah. yeah I mean even just the other day when we were recording the like you know the pre-pod is what I'll call that <laughs> you know yeah the um, <laughs> because you know uh, for all you listeners who didn't catch the like first I'm gonna say all you listeners because I think there were like two people who like listened to the whole thing and it wasn't me because I didn't do that because oh well I'm impressed yeah yeah and and I'm like who who are you (laughs) like yeah (laughs) like who out there in in this uh metaverse is listening right when we post it because yeah that was that was very quick and then I took it down and then I think I put it back up again because I thought that that was the only way I was going to hear it because, you know, I don't edit these things or spend <laughs> more time on them than I than I need to. I probably should, you know, but I also think that if at this point people are upset about podcasts, it's like are there are so many other things to be upset. Go be upset about something that matters. Like no one cares. <laughs> like I know. You know? <laughs> I know. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically when we were you know even like when we were recording the pre-pod and uh I (laughs) I called you I was in the library of the university somebody was asking me to help them print something out and I'm like why does this always happen to me and and I'd like to I'd like it I like to think it was because I have a very friendly approach and a very nice aura and people (laughs) yeah (laughs) and people are generally like oh like you know maybe they'll help me out I'd like to think it's that. Um, yeah. I think. And then, 
then I also, I also realized while I was helping this person, I'm like, huh, this person doesn't have to go through as many security measures as I do. Maybe it's just because I've been like, this is like my third year in the program or something. But when I have to log into my school email, I have to go through a whole, like, I have to go through a whole thing where it's like two like factor authentication with my phone I'm like that's stupid what if I don't want to use my phone I know I want to go to school without my phone because I like knowledge (laughs) I know it's like so many people are like looking at their phones on their laps during classes and it's like come on (laughs) I I I do that I just would like the option not to if I didn't want well yeah it's nice to have the option to unplug yeah Yeah. I I always like the option to interesting things happen to me when I leave my phone at home because sometimes I'll do that just to see if I can yeah that's that's cool just to see if I can if I can find my way you know just just to get a little challenge like I won't do anything major I'll like go across the street get a smoothie like you know oh yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um but it's nice to know that it's possible and that I don't have to like you know I can survive without it if I really had to um yeah that's true you know it's like we live probably about half our lives you know as as, you know without them I think I got my first cell phone when I was around 21 or so Uh, yeah I've had them I've had to be like in and around technology since I was a kid and and it sucked and and I think it wouldn't have sucked if I wasn't if it wasn't like around me all the time I think if I had other things around me too and not just like a bunch of like you know just infrastructure (laughs) I'm like this is you know but then there's some people who really like that so that's true yeah it's like I know I'm always like in a a weird nowhere space in which I'm trying to decide whether I hate or like technology it's like it's convenient but it's like is it I don't know it's like I'm always like in the middle somewhere I think optimize I think making it work for one is is the most convenient thing to do because no matter what we're always going to be using some like you know even pencils are technology technically so it's like so you know in that sense there's never there's the way that people use it and that can be fun um playing games for instance always very fun so (laughs) I well I don't know is there something that I wonder if there's like some sort of like do you think that Wisconsin because because this is the (laughs) this is the hello Wisconsin episode Um, oh yes yeah talked about it kind of we okay we touched on it because the first 20 minutes was just me talking like amping up so (laughs) instead of doing that again um we'll go over we'll go over some uh We'll go over some Wisconsin wins, you know, get it? Some whis- wins, Wisconsin's. Um, <laughs> some things about Wisconsin that you're... So unplugging is probably a lot easier. Well, yeah, especially in the in the, in the the area I'm going to be living in, it's kind of rural. So sometimes the internet actually um, doesn't work. So it kind of forces Ooh. you to think, okay, you know what? It's not working right now. I'm just going to have to do something else. Like, it's really hard to connect to, like, a streaming service or something. You have to ah. hotspot, and my phone does not hotspot to um, my iPad or my laptop. So it's like ah. it kind of forced me to think, okay, I'm going to have to just watch a regular TV or just, you know, actually read instead of just watching TV. So it, it does force me to do more things that I should be doing. So that's or a like, good thing. Or like figuring out ways to make it work anyway. Like I would be one of those yeah. people who digs out like a really old, you know, like, I don't know if people even have these anymore, DVD players. Like, I don't think I have one. Oh, I do, but... yeah. I actually have a yeah. VHS player, too. It's so pathetic. What? Yeah. You have a VHS player? That's really... I do. Re- that's, that's that, and I'm going to use this word because it applies now, retro. That's for sure retro. <laughs> it is retro. Like, it is, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's funny because I think that that's also along with, like, what, like, 
mixtapes and like cassette players and, and oh my stuff god like i that. still make my i still make mixtapes not even lying with with the cassette player yes that's a cassette so player cool. and recorder yeah that's it's like also, i'm, I'm like that's also i'm that's stuck also in the past <laughs> well okay see i i feel like i get stuck in the 90s past but Me too. i also have some I have some 80s, but I'm not. I don't have any vinyl. I, I need to do that. I need to be one of those people. I think oh, I, I do, do have that some now. vinyl too. It, it, they, they're really they're making a comeback, which is kind of encouraging. It's, it's I, been, I like them. They've been mm-hmm. such a thing in you know just like crowds throughout. Just people who who don't really use them play them. Kind of. It's yeah. It, it it's that sort of thing. But also like as someone who and you know I talked about this. I think in a in a pod like a year ago but essentially one of the things that I like about it is that they're they're these they're they're they seem like they're relics but they're actually not because there are a lot of artists who still make like vinyl copies of of what they're recording as like as like keepsakes because like you know they're they're very like dubious of the whole streaming like world etc like that's that's a that's a good that's a good, uh, you know, that's a pretty good way to go because, you know, that's, it's kind of like they're like real music heads. So they just really, speaking of which, speaking of real music heads, isn't it, wasn't it just the 30th anniversary of the uh, Nirvana Oh, album? never mind. Never yes. Mind. The, uh, yeah. an, a very excellent album, which this is weird, but I only heard for the first time in like 2018. For some reason, I was like, I, I only like when I was a kid, I listened to modern music, but it was only a select few bands. And for some reason, Nirvana slipped past me. So, like, I recently discovered it. And I was thinking, oh, this is cool. This is not I didn't, I thought it was going to be like different than this. I really like it. So, I mean, I was kind of pleased to see so much news about it recently because it's like it makes it seem almost new to me, which it is. So it's like I feel like I'm in yeah. a time machine seeing all the press about it. It's like it just came out. It's well, funny. and it's it's as old as we are, which is wild to think about. But it it's is, also, yeah. <laughs> I know. And it's, but it's also, like, not that wild because I remember, like, you know, there was such a, I think there was, like, a decade where it was, like, hush-hush because it's, like, oh, like, you know, something very sad happened. So people stopped yeah. talking about it for a little bit. And then I'm, like, hey, this music's actually really good. It is. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was, like, I was really um, surprised because – I remember just, you know, having having this sort of like, oh, like I didn't know that this was the like, you know what I mean? Like I, I had no idea that it was part of some I was like, oh, this is a cool alternative band. What are they called? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. It's like I I mean, I think I had probably heard some of their songs before I knew what band it was in a way. So it's like, I mean, of course, you know, Teen Spirit, everybody knows that one, but um Yes, I didn't like even. I had never heard the yeah. song like when I was a kid. All I knew was that there was a, a deodorant for kids called "Smells Like okay. Teen Spirit." So I was thinking, the funny oh, okay. thing is, and I would never <laughs> admit this except for on a podcast that very few people listen to. But <laughs> I actually bought the deodorant because of the song, like not realizing the irony. It went totally over my head. Like I was really young, you know. No, that's good. That's you know what I think. I think that's probably a lot of people did that, and it's a good. It's a good reason, you, think you know. So? I think so because is. because it was making fun of the whole the whole like, you know, it it was definitely like an indictment. It was definitely like a critique on like you know the culture of you know what <laughs> created that deodorant brand or whatever. I know. And, 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. It was a cultural commentary on (laughs) on so I very unironically bought it and and was like, oh, this is cool because I actually listened to the song that you know and so so I was like I don't think as I grew as I matured I was like oh I don't think I did this in the right order <laughs> like, oh I know yeah I mean that's exactly yep exactly how I was I, I, I had I had very little like cultural like you know know-how I had other things that were that were I don't know I had like I had weird boy brand crushes but not on like normal boy bands that other people had crushes on like, uh, I had like, I I had crushes on dead people throughout my childhood, so it's like that. I don't really know what that says about me. So, well, yeah. I mean, it's I have icons that are dead. It's much easier to like something that isn't going to like do something embarrassing, especially now. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> so, like, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they idolize so many people in in pop culture and stuff, and they always do something inevitably because there's so much like media exposure for no reason um you know like and it's not even like very interesting media exposure I'm like that person was just walking down the street to get a coffee I know it's like (laughs) that's not really a photo opportunity you know I guess for some people it is if you can if they can sell it it is you know I guess so that's Um, true paparazzi that's not something you'll see in Wisconsin hopefully (laughs) um the only place I can think of that you might see there's a very big uh concert series there in the in the summer called Summerfest um that's right there might be paparazzi there i think the the most famous bands playing this year when i looked at the website i think were like um everclear and sticks wow um, i think those everclear. are the, the the big names i can think of yeah are i think these, tom petty okay. played there once so that's are cool. these bands okay i know this is gonna sound really conspiratorial <laughs> are these bands still around or are they just hologramming slash like they're like kind of having stand-ins do their thing you know like they... i mean you never know i think they're real but everything yeah. we know could be wrong <laughs> i know because I, I always think about that i'm like okay tlc is coming to san diego i'm like really hmm. tlc tlc is performing in the like i had no seems, idea they were still around i really didn't that's what i'm saying i'm like <laughs> do they like if they dude, if they look the same it's for sure some you know it's for sure a like how like it's been years and i, I know I mean, like not that they don't look great probably but it just feels very grifty that that's something that they like you know i maybe i'll go just to well, the nice thing is that at the school that I go to, it's an open air arena, so I can just chill and That's like great. hear the music. Yeah, I don't even have to actually go to the concert. I can just like watch it from wherever. I in the I'll parking lot. Because <laughs> if it's not okay, let's say let's say it it, it it was real people. How do we know they're not like actors that are like you know? Because oh yeah, you know it could be could be stand-ins, you know, and the real TLC that would be, just chilling. They're that would um, be really interesting. <laughs> They're tender, loving, caring themselves. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're just chilling. Yeah. Royalties. I would do that honestly. Like, not gonna lie. Like, yeah. I, if I'm, you know, that that sounds like a much better alternative than like schlepping <laughs> it to somewhere where people who you don't. Well, I don't know. I, I I feel like live shows. They either go one of two ways. They're either concerts that are way overrated, or oh yeah. Um, or they're fun music fe- like I think festival music festivals have a different feel to them that's like a little bit of a different thing and then there's like yeah. live shows that are like in person that are like bands that you see that you go to like a venue and, and you're a fan and stuff like that that's you know and they're like kind of those seem like a little bit more legit because yeah um, yeah so I don't know there's <laughs> like the whole 
the whole thing, you know. I, I Summerfest does sound fun though, and I do remember everything. Yes. I do remember. I do, that yeah. Father, father of mine, yeah. That's right. That, that's probably their most famous song, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other ones are they also the ones that sang the like? Um, I will. Well, no, was that Everclear? I will buy you. Um, I will life. buy you a new life. Yeah, I love that one. Okay, maybe I, I have seen them then. I feel like I've yeah, seen I, that I like Ace them. of Spades and Sock maybe like a while. Oh, like a Ace of Spades, ago. the sign. Yes. Okay. Oh, the sign. Ooh, yes. I saw the sign. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Another another fun. It. Did you ever watch? Okay, this is a total tangent, but did you ever watch Pitch Perfect? Oh no, I don't think so. Okay, so it's acapella and it is pretty much a musical acapella set in college it's the worst but it's really (laughs) funny too because all songs that they sing are also like it's it's all very like corny acapella stuff so oh funny yeah and and it's you know in the very first like scene of the first uh movie and i'm not gonna i'm probably not ruining anything for you because it literally (laughs) happens in the first five minutes but um (laughs) i guess she like the that's like the song that they're um and oh. and, uh, and uh the lead like acapella or i don't know what they call it whatever the the lead um, person I'll, yeah okay yeah so i guess she was really nervous and she just like <laughs> she just like projectile vomits all over the stage and the audience and the judges oh and uh that's how that's how the movie starts so you'd, pro- you'd probably a, like it, honestly. That's a very memorable opening. <laughs> yeah, memorable. it's um, it's a good time. So you know, that's that's why I, that song is funny to me because that's what I remember yeah. it from the most. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a journey we took there. No, it's um, you know, nineties nostalgia is real. It really is. Yeah. Well, and then I think it's more real. I feel like it was more real to me in my like is now now i'm i'm more into like things that are that i was nostalgic about like even five years ago i know um, it's not like... weird me too i know and it's like it makes me feel bizarre it's like will i ever be nostalgic for this time i don't know i probably I not i don't I, I can't see myself being like oh man i miss when there was a pandemic <laughs> you know i know it's like i i yeah i don't think anybody from the depression misses the depression or anything yeah so. do you think we're in i think we're in like a de- like a, a much hard like I don't know if it's much harder but I would say it's like a depression adjacent situation it is I mean it's 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 different than the depression but it's like just as hard in other ways kind of yeah so it's yeah it's really I mean yeah I think that everybody coming out of this generation will be as traumatized as people in the depression for sure oh people are traumatized yeah. now and and nobody yes. wants to admit it or they or they're just kind of like brush past it and I'm like don't do that like <laughs> I know yeah it's like yeah, I don't think there's been enough coverage of like the 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 mental impact of this, you know. So, oh, we won't even know for years. For that's years, true. We won't yeah. know because because there's no way to be objective about it now, you know. Like yeah. when you're in the time, it's very hard to objectively look and be like, oh, like yeah, actually, this was this, and this led to this. And also, there's no way to tell anymore. Like you know, it's so things have gotten so like personalized and fractured. I know. Which, which is another reason why it's a good idea to like take it pretty easy. And I don't know, it does sound like Wisconsin will be that compared to NorCal. For um, it is, it is a lot more, um, especially in the area I'm going to be in. It's a lot, it's a lot easier. It's kind of like things are slower, not as hyper. Um, even as far as the pandemic goes, like, I mean, of course people still observe, you know, 
most major rules and stuff. They don't have abstractive rules because yeah. it's it's just such a the area I'm in is so undensely populated that it's like you don't really have to social distance because it's already socially distanced. Kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's also you know you talked about taking your constitution, which I thought was fun. Oh yes, constitutional walks. Constitutional walks too most. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I can feel like a you know a a Jane Austen kind of character is taking walks around you know an ice field. (laughs) Right, and and I bet you'll like have a lot of fun just like learning new things. Like you talked about the bird, right? The cardinal. Oh yeah, there's um. I I was shocked when I went there the first time in 2019 to see cardinal birds like both red and yellow, and I was thinking I thought. I thought these were just on Christmas cards. I didn't even know. I, I for some reason, had a hard time even believing they were real. So it was like really cool seeing them. Yeah, and and it's also just really it'll it'll be fun to like. I think I talked about how you know just in the unknown there's freedom. So it's like because it's yeah. a new thing, you can kind of like sort of reinvent things over and over. And and I don't know. I try yeah. to do that every day now because every day has gotten so like. Ugh, it's just it feels like every day drags on so much it it doesn't it didn't used to it didn't used to okay so the weird thing is during because I got so used to like almost a mini routine in my pandemic days which oh, is yes. what I'm calling before school and work started oh yeah I I kind of just got into a mode where I was just chilling but I also was like anxious because I was chilling now I'm anxious because I'm like busy so it's like a weird you know it's a weird discrepancy but I also think it's normal for me to have those like feelings because if I didn't it wouldn't be a pandemic and that would be a whole different (laughs) I know it's like yeah it's kind of hard you know every day when I wake up it's like you know what fresh hell is this as Dorothy Parker says (laughs) you know so it's Can you imagine how hard it is for people who already felt that way before a global virus? Like- I know, it's like I already did feel like that, but it's like now I kind of like feel like kicking myself for thinking I was living in such a hellish environment. It's like you didn't know what you had, man. Well, <laughs> and that's the funny thing. I think the people who were used to feeling that way before the pandemic are like gonna be able to handle it a little bit better yeah. when things go back to like quote because right now people are pretending everything's back to normal. Like, yeah. And I'm like, don't do that. Like, what you don't know what's going on none of us know what's going on I know and and for some people they're just kind of like creating their own like little pockets of security like to give themselves the illusion of control and I'm like oh I I, I'm I'm familiar with that tactic like I do that every day (laughs) I know yeah it's like I basically I create a a sense of normalcy just by staying in my room a lot because it's like the one area that kind of well actually no it doesn't look the same anymore because there's boxes everywhere but I can pretend it does. Well, and that's the thing because things that and because I, I was looking at the the wild thing is that because there was like an infrastructure that I was going to pre-pandemic and post-pandemic, when I look at things like videos and stuff of stuff that I was doing like pre-pandemic, I'm like, "Oh, actually things are kind of physically the same, you know?" Yeah. So that gives me a little bit of comfort too. Even if like socially things aren't the same, then I remind myself like, oh, the whole world is a social construct. And then that that helps me deal with things a little bit better because then I have a sense of humor about it. And and, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't have to be like this dire about it. Like right now, things are so like things 
can get changed and rechanged and and then I can always just say oh it be, it's because it was the pandemic times it was the pandemic of times oh yeah it was the most pandemic of times I don't know what to tell you like things were I wild know. it's it, it, <laughs> I think that should become a catchphrase <laughs> it, it will because people I think uh, okay so here's my theory the people who were already like wilding out a little bit you know if um <laughs> If they try to use that, they might already be dead because they like just didn't take the vaccine. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's almost like a, but then, you know, I also know there's a lot of people who like didn't make it and it's very sad. And I think that sadness has like kind of settled into everybody's bones by this point. I know. It's been almost, it's coming on two years now, right? Yeah, it's just kind of unreal, you know, and it's like, this, this, I mean, this makes, I mean, and this is terribly selfish of me, but. This is supposed to be kind of feel like a really cool time in my life, you know, being engaged and moving and stuff. And yet it's like I can't truly embrace it because it's like I can't do all the rites of passage and the normal things that people are supposed to be able to do during well, times like these. Hmm. You know? I'm wondering if maybe you could reframe that where it's like maybe all of these things are happening because there's a pandemic. You maybe. Know? That I guess could that, that could be. Yeah. My my cousin who recently got married, I went to her wedding in April. She met her now husband in a pandemic. I'm like, how? I was very yeah. impressed. I was so I, impressed. I'm like, how? Did yeah, you know that? that's wild. I I mean, I, I mean, apparently she dated a bunch, but you okay. know, and which sounds like a lot of effort. I'm like, oh, like you had to like get dressed up and make small talk. That sucks. Like <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. So. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, everyone has to do that, though. She probably got used to it, you know, being a professional and all. Um, yeah. You know, I, I can't with the professionalism. There's no such thing. It's so different for everybody. The rules simply don't apply to guys, first of all. That's not a thing mm. for anyone. <laughs> not, not a one. You know, as long as they're able to do something useful, like, it doesn't fucking matter what they look like, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> like... I know that's, that's one of the main things that's troubled me in life. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, yeah. and you know, they can they can usually coast with, like, a fraction of the effort that women have to put in. Um, I know. In any, in any arena, home, work, life, whatever, yeah. whatever it is. It's just hard to Social. be taken seriously at all, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's hard to take, for me, it's hard to take any interaction seriously. For instance, um, you know, I knew that it was going to be annoying returning back to school and work because people have gotten so like comfortable like you know kind of um let's say like sort of like making certain you know creating creating walls where there aren't walls that kind of thing oh yeah making 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 things a lot more um unnecessarily fractured than they have to be just for like privilege's sake yeah so so when I see stuff like that happening, I'm just like, no, 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 no. Thank you for your interest in my time. But uh, I think I'm in charge here. And, uh, and you know, I think that throws people for a loop because, um, I mean, they're going to do what they're going to do anyway. But for me personally, I'm like, no, like, I don't have to do anything, actually. Yeah. Like, I, I both like, you know, so, so when I started thinking of that being a thing, I was like, okay, well, if that's going to be the case, then I also have kind of a responsibility to myself and that's to just sort of like not have to conform if I don't want to conform yeah so so if I so when I found myself like faced with certain like social conventions and niceties and shit and I'm like "Mm, I don't think so like no we're we're not gonna do that like you're not gonna do that (laughs) and I know I mean people still they'll still box me out and stuff but 
that way I can at least like know that what it is that they're boxing me out for. And then later on, I can like be able to (laughs) utilize that for whatever I want, because it seems like things have gotten to the point where I think people are like, they're like kind of losing touch with like tangible reality. Everyone's just been on these like you know, know zombie zombie zoom calls for so long and i know it's like i feel this is odd but even i've been on done therapy over the phone most of the time for the past year and i have an in-person appointment today and for some reason it just just feels stressful to go to the in-person appointments now i never thought i'd say that and that makes me feel really weird right there you know so it's like well and that's okay yeah. because i mean who knows what the is this part is the therapist going to an in-person therapist appointment too because that can also yeah. pose you know certain questions it's like how how reliable is the <laughs> how re- <laughs> like it not re- not reliable necessarily because you know any help is good help but it's still sort of one of those things where it's like all right well you know is this going how how is this progressing kind of mark like kind of demarcating the progress of things that's the honestly that's the main reason I'm still in school is because there's this like false sense of it's almost like when you're playing a game on your phone and there's all those stupid levels that make it seem like you're an illusion of like you know you're like yeah serotonin boost from getting from like playing like candy crush or something stupid right it's like that but with like grades and scores and things because you know it does feel quite arbitrary and it seems like there's plenty of skills that I utilize to like do my thing but at the same time I also know that a lot of people do take it seriously and then there's always going to be people who will never take it seriously. Yeah, so, I know. So having having these sort of like weird like paradoxes and stuff and in a pandemic <laughs> also, because yes. those already existed before a pandemic. Um, so I don't know, Wisconsin, do you think it's, since your fiance is like from there, do you think, do you think it's like changed, like does he say it's changed much? Hmm, he hasn't he hasn't mentioned if it's changed that much like i mean i know that he had like whenever we're driving down a street sometimes we'll do the normal things that everybody does everybody does is point out a building that used to be something else like oh there used to yeah. be a coffee shop there or whatever but um <laughs> <laughs> but, i love um, it i know yeah but um it seems like it seems like he, in general it seems like it's more the same than maybe like here used to be because i think especially in the rural areas people have kind of just maintained the same lifestyle yeah that's what it seems like to me anyway um like there's still the families are families are still really close there um that's one thing that's one major difference i've noticed there actually is that um families seem well at least his family anyway they appear to stick together more um right and to be more kind of unconditional and put family troubles before um greater troubles of the of the world which is like you know that's not selfish; it's just realistic. You know, it's like if if, if oh yeah, I don't know. yeah, but um yeah, no, well, it's well, not here's at all. It's actually it's actually <laughs> more um it's almost more like not just realistic; it's more human. You know, because yeah, because yeah. there's weird. There's like I see people not giving a shit about their neighbors, but or like you know just random, but they'll like really really care about like causes that are like you know like actually like you know like like pets and stuff which is important don't get me wrong very important but it's also like all right but don't you like I'm like do you see the like I call it I call it like like the the compassion the blind compassion factor like oh yes there's this selective compassion that happens and um it doesn't happen everywhere 
I'll grant you that California can be a little bit better with like translating it from organism to organism. That's why everyone's like so, <laughs> you know, plant based, etc. But I'm like, well, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes as like a real drink, I'm like, well, the plants that you're eating also have feelings. Well, I know uh, plants actually do. And like as a vegetarian, like even when I'm eating vegetables I, or picking stuff off a tree or th- something, I think, well, you know, this this is probably kind of hurting it. But um, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> I think the difference is that those natural resources have cycles of regrowth. True. And so it's a little bit different than like, say, like, you know, like hurting animals like or you know hurting people who also happen to be animals yeah no one ever talks about that (laughs) i know yeah people are you know they 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 actually animals act nicer than humans sometimes so (laughs) yeah and and it's also like well and also animals can't talk right like they can communicate but they can't actually verbally speak and sometimes that's really what people enjoy about about them they don't necessarily like the like the you know animal itself sometimes the animal's a real asshole but that's true it can't because it can't vocalize certain things and like talk and and like <laughs> you know what i mean like i'm sure i'm very certain that people would feel very differently if their pet just started talking i don't know i know i often wonder how rude they would be like my cat probably would be telling me that i suck sometimes or something or you know i don't know or that I and how, how terrible I would that feel i feel like people would would change their tune real quick although <laughs> i remember i remember that um there was one time for like an anthro class that i took like way a long time ago but i remember i had to drive out to davis for it um and i wasn't going there at the time but i remember like asking like calling them to her the address and they're like who are who are you and i'm like oh i have to be there for like an anthro class and they're like, oh, okay, we're just making sure we get a lot of protesters. Because <laughs> apparently, oh, like... <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so I was like, what a what a wild concept! Like, why can't they go protest at a zoo? That's just as bad. <laughs> like... I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's so, I don't know, wildlife, marine life. Like, there's so much life around us, and we're like really worried because we're like our lives are threatened. So it's like. Mm-hmm. everyone's got this weird like kind of survivalist trauma thing happening in their brains right now and it, it is it's very survivalist and um actually when we moved to wisconsin i know that my fiance wants to live in an area with like a few acres around it like once we get a house and i was telling him i'm not a survivalist so i have to make sure that it's near enough to civilization and oh then, yeah and then the other part of me was thinking well i don't is there a civilization though you know anymore so it's like i mean i know that we are gonna get a house with acres around it and that'll be new to me because it'll seem kind of survivalist to me because I've always just lived right in smack in the middle of the suburbs, you know? So it's like everything is like right close by. Um, right. So that'll be interesting to me, kind of having to be a little bit more, um, you know, like if I, if I don't feel like going to the grocery store, I can't just make a grocery order because they probably won't get, get service, you know, if, if well, it's out in I the country. Be, I think you'd be surprised at how like adaptable you'll probably become and you'll just find fun things that'll, you know, like, you'll kind of quote unquote live off the land, so to speak. Like you'll just have, well, not even like that. Like you'll just know how to have stuff and like have yeah. it around for when you need it and then yeah. improvise when you don't have it and then like make a run and get a bunch of stuff. It's really, it, it humans are so adaptable and it'll probably just be like fun figuring it out. Like it'll be a challenge, but you also have someone there that knows for the True. Part how, to, how to do some of that stuff. And that's a big help. 
because and it's like, like you know if it's snowing too much i'll say i'm too scared to drive in the snow you do it you know i'll make him do it ha, ha. nice but yeah I'm, I'm definitely have to figure out how to drive in the snow you know because that's that's one of the biggest adjustments i'm gonna have also i mean i know that to anybody listening to this who does live in the snow they'll probably think that's like funny that it seems so scary to me but um no they'll probably appreciate that you're being <laughs> cautious honestly yeah. like i just always you imagine know. just you know s- swerving all over the place or something you know? <laughs> For me, I think that if I move somewhere out there like that, I would immediately, like, be a lot less uptight or more uptight. It would go one of two directions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I would either get, I would either be like, wow, this is much more, like, chill, relaxing. I can just, like, you know, sit out here and stare and watch the grass grow if I wanted to. Or yeah. it would be, like, my perspective on, I guess it would depend on the situation. If I was, like, True. having a good day, I'm sure I would just chill. Yeah. And then. You know, but I mean, realistically, I have to, you know, get my shit together because how am I going to support my rock and roll lifestyle of an MFA yeah. poet? <laughs> yeah, I know. California, it's like, I know. know. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, I mean, I have kind of a, well, not so starving artist existence right now, you know, but it's like, um, yeah, I think it might be easier to support there because the cost of living is lower. And yet, at the same time, since I'll be living with somebody, I'll kind of feel embarrassed to just be sitting on my ass all the time, just, you know, doing arty stuff while he's working or something, so. I don't know. I, I, don't, think, I don't think that it, that's going to be a big, as big of a concern, just because of, like, what you described with the, like, family thing. Yeah. Like, it seems like that's going to be, you're not going to be, like, hopefully, like, ups, like, expected to do, like, a bunch of chores or anything. I don't think Although, so. I mean, I usually always clean up after myself, at least, you know. <laughs> so. Well, but that's the thing, because, like, I know that with certain places and things, you know, it becomes this kind of like commune type living. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and that can be like, well, for cult reasons, that can be problematic. But then also yeah. just for like personal lifestyle reasons, people don't like that or they find that to be limiting or whatever. Um, yeah. And for some people, it provides them structure. So who knows? Who knows? You yeah. Know, maybe people get into it. Like, so it really just depends on like how people um approach a situation and it really also depends on like what your experience like I've learned that if people are like sad about their current situation then a change will always be an improvement I think so I mean I definitely am in a rut here and whenever I go there I do tend to kind of socialize a little more be a little bit more less just laying like you know laying um perseverating all the time which is good yeah Um, that is good and even just the nature there kind of lends itself to that because it's like it seems just amazing to me to be able to go outside and take a walk because my neighborhood is too dangerous to walk in so it's like that alone walking outside is very therapeutic as long as it's nice weather you know but even I'm weird and even like I walked outside in the in the in the winter there and I didn't feel too horrified by the cold because I'm always running hot so it's like even in the dead of winter I could probably take a short walk so that's that's really cool to think about I think that I'm always running hot too, but it also depends on like how I'm feeling. If I'm feeling yeah. weird, like I'm definitely running hot. But if I'm feeling like okay, even in the hot, I'm cool. Like, oh yeah, I know. Anxiety wild. makes you makes you like a furnace. So it's like, yeah, if I feel calmer, I I, I actually am more sensitive to the cold too. I've noticed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like learning how to like self regulate has been really good for me because. I think I always like knew how to do that but with things changing rapidly and like also not rapidly right like there's like this weird disconnect it's 
and it's almost like almost like who it's it nowadays it's not even like where I go it's almost like who I surround myself with instead of where I go um or both you know yeah so like that's another reason why school's been so weird because um for the most part I like I like the classroom environment and stuff I also think that academia has its like pitfalls and limitations and you know bureaucratic nonsense and all that good shit so all of that stuff makes it a lot harder for me to like want to be there because I know I just see it being such a grift and and I'm like I knew it was a grift during zoom time but I also because it was a pandemic and during zoom time I was like okay even though it's a grift like it's still less of a grift than other things. So <laughs> that's why, that's why I, I let it, I let it kind of keep going. Plus like, what else am I going to do? It's a pandemic. Like, <laughs> I know. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I finally got, you know, my ass up out of the couch and, and started like doing stuff. And I'm glad I did because I just would have kind of been like, you're saying kind of just laying about and not in like a cool, like, like, you know, on a, <laughs> on a chase lounge kind of way. Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't have I been know. like that. It would have been yeah. like, you know, so I don't know. It there's always going to be like imposter syndrome for me, where I'm like, oh, I'm not oh, doing yeah. enough. You know, um, I know that's always so. how I am. It's like I actually just tried to start writing again yesterday, and it's like even as I was doing that, I was thinking, you're not a writer anymore. You what? suck and what? stuff. And it's no. like, oh, it was just. Huh. I just okay. felt like I was trying to be this. You know, I was just like fake being a faker. You know, okay. so I think yeah. it's way more important to talk about your memoir and the anniversary of it that's coming up um you know instead of talking about that 70s show because we already kind of covered a lot of wisconsin things in our (laughs) pod episode and uh we can always do that later you know that can always be one of those we can always be the that 70s we can always do like a that 70s show retrospective we can do it like when you're in wisconsin and you've actually like experience like going to people's basements and shit you know that's a really good idea because like you know there's some really intense basements there so i will have like my insider's view yeah basement (laughs) aesthetics is going to be an episode for sure for sure (laughs) um yeah okay so um i know that you picked out some selections from your book to talk about um oh yes yeah so we'll we'll do that because um you know the review, the um, review, the long-awaited year-long review <laughs> is what I'll call that. Um, <laughs> will come out soon, and before that, I'm hoping to get you a draft. Um, oh, and, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And more than just that, like I'm excited to just kind of like, I don't know. Have you have you reread the whole thing like cover to cover since it came out, or has that been like? I actually haven't. It's like when I I actually tried to reread some of it, but it like it made me it triggered me too much. So it's yeah. like I, I had to put it away. But um, there's certain parts that there the parts that Sarah wrote for some reason don't trigger me, but the parts I wrote do oddly enough. So well, yeah. there's there's more of a like oh the, the parts that Julia wrote. I'm sorry, I was I, we I, I call her a nickname sometimes. So yeah. there we go, yeah. there we go, and yeah. So we'll we'll you know it's a it's diana and julia right yes yeah i yeah Yeah. we we, we made up fake we used to make these home movies when we were kids and we made up movie star names and she used um that name so yep (laughs) i love it was it after a particular actress um it was actually after um the do you remember remember the movie hocus pocus yeah yeah (laughs) she she thought the 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 sister sarah sanderson was hilarious so yeah she had to use that name nice (laughs) awesome yeah that's awesome because like 
spooky season's coming up, which is always fun. It um, is. You know, and uh, it's always awesome to know, like, that these, like, kind of... <laughs> I want to call it. I want to call it a culturally iconic movie because it was. It is. You know, yeah. it still is. And and you yeah. know, there's always. It's always going to have sort of this this feel to it. So, you know, that's that's another um, fun aspect that's that's coming up. And I don't know. Is is there? Yeah. So yeah, let's go ahead and um and do like as what what's like what's your favorite what's your favorite part of the book? Um. My favorite part is probably like this. This is the part that like I got the most criticism about, actually. But um, I'm not gonna read it. I'm probably not gonna read that part because it probably wouldn't pique as many people's interest. But the childhood parts are what I enjoyed the most because it's just it makes yeah. me feel good. But yeah. um, those were the very parts that many editors said that I should cut out because most people were not interested in the lives of children. <laughs> what? Well, um, those editors sound like they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I personally like work. reading about people's childhoods because yeah. it, it kind of like your childhood basically shapes who you are. So, kind of. yeah, that's what yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and a lot of people, what they don't realize is they're still the same person on the inside and age is, for the most part, in their minds, it's a construct because yeah. everyone thinks that they're younger than they are in their head. <laughs> I know like, I'm guilty of that for sure. You know, yeah. and for me, I'm like, oh, as someone who's uh, at the advanced age of a, uh, I was gonna say redacted, <laughs> but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fall prey to the to the whole like, you know, cult of ageism. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'm 31. Like, it's not a yeah. big deal because, yeah. um, uh, well, allegedly we're all gonna be like robots or something of, <laughs> of some sort. You know, the singularity is going to hit and all of our consciousnesses will be uploaded onto the internet forever. Um, you know, according to, I don't know, the internet. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'll achieve immortality that way. So I, I don't I don't mind saying that I just turned 31, you know, in 31 in human years. There we go. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm, I'm, I'm almost, oh God, I'm almost 32, a few months away from it. So yeah, yep. That's but, you right. know what, whatever, I don't care. It, it, yeah. The 30s are supposed to be women's primes anyway, I think. Did you ever... Okay, this is a total segue, and we're going to get to, you know, the excerpt that you're going to read um, at some point, but <laughs> The Prime of Miss Jean Brody, remember that book? Did you yes. ever read that in high school? What was that about? Was that supposed to be, like, a cautionary tale for us? Because looking back, it was a very <laughs> suspect book. Like, it was, um, it was so strange. Like, I was like was, why did we read this? Um, I mean, I read it on my... I saw the movie first and then I read it on my own. Um, I think it was in high school actually also just randomly, but um, I guess maybe it's more of its time. It was supposed to show like sexual liberation of a, of a middle-aged, well, semi-middle-aged lady. Not quite middle-aged. How old was she in that book? See, now I'm going to go back and be like, wow, I can't believe I read this when I was like 13. (laughs) I think she was in her 30s and to me that seemed middle-aged, I guess, when I was a teenager, but now it seems like, hey, that's not (laughs) middle-aged. I thought I was middle-aged like seven years ago. People in my family, they life like real quick. Like everyone gets married in their like almost 20s. Like they're not even 20. Like some, a lot of, a lot of my like either like before they turn 20 or like right after they turn 20 like so it was like in their very early oh, wow. 20s yeah my mom, yeah. My mom I, was 22 when she got married so it's like i'm amazed that she got married so young it's like whoa <laughs> I, I didn't even know what i was doing at 22 <laughs> yeah, yeah and i mean i'm the only one i think in my entire like immediate like even probably extended like you know like first cousins type thing 
to reach 31 like as a girl even even I think from the guys too so go me like yeah no, totally. no one's done that and you know I always like being the first to do something although there is the risk that like 10 years from now and be like oh no I'm alone <laughs> like, oh I, yeah I know it's <laughs> that's like, always yeah. that's always something fun but it's okay I have plenty of time to read I, I have plenty of time to change person I can change my personality that's not a problem <laughs> like I've changed I just... <laughs> my, my, my personality used to be way more high strung than it is now which is like I'm pretty high strung already so it's kind of it's kind of scary to imagine how strong high strung I used to be I I think uh... for me I'd have to let go of not being high strung I think I'd have to because I think I think I'm high strung but a lot of other people they're like oh you don't have your shit together and I was like, because I have to do a lot of things to stay calm because I oh, have yeah. a lot of <laughs> things that make me high strung, but I'm very like, I'm able to do things. I just, I would rather not because they make me sad sometimes. And I'm oh, okay yeah. with that. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm okay with that, you know, for the most part, because we're in a <laughs> pandemic and I can, I can use that excuse. Ugh, it is. It's excuse. like, it's it, that, that pretty much is an excuse for everything. This is like, <laughs> it's legitimate. It really is. You I know. can just walk through places, start knocking things down. Pandemic. I know, yeah. It's like I, everybody's losing their mind. Let me do it too. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't have that. Uh, I don't have that luxury, unfortunately. I, I can know. only do it to a certain extent, and then yeah, others, I can and imagine are it like, at least. And then people are like, "Go sit in a corner by yourself. You're in a timeout." I'm like, "Fine, <laughs> go do it with a good time." Exactly. I'll just take my books and go. Yeah. <laughs> They're my friends now. Uh. They are, yeah. <laughs> They'll always be here for me. <laughs> Unless they get banned and I can't get them anymore. And then I'll just go online and get them because everything yeah. is online. <laughs> From the dark like... net. Yeah. <laughs> it's honestly, if the worst thing that we're doing is reading banned books online. Like, there's so many problems in the world. Like, I, know. I don't know. I don't know why people are concerned about that particular one. Yeah. Um, it, it's like, why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if there were, see, that's another excerpt you're gonna have to read—a a portion that would have been banned. Oh yeah. Hmm. <laughs> or, or maybe something that could be banned in like Texas. <laughs> um. Yeah. Like, there, yeah. There's probably some. There's like, actually, I mean, my my mom was afraid. For, like, she, we haven't. I haven't had any of my family members except my mom read the book because she said that she thought that it would be too too risque on some parts for family to read. And I was thinking. Okay. But I'm like not risque at all. What? So it's like okay, I don't know. But obviously, well, and also you changed all the all the like proper nouns for the most part. Oh yeah, I mean, I I, I did. I I disguised people who needed to be disguised and everything. So it's like I don't know. I guess she said that millennials are more free with what they share, though. So it's like maybe maybe I'm just seeing it through a millennial's eyes and, and, it, and it not seeming so. You know what? I think people use people use the generation names as excuses because I know plenty of millennials who act like Gen Zers. I know plenty <laughs> of boomers who definitely act like they I don't know just <laughs> some act like millennials actually. Yeah, some actually yeah. they yeah they really do act like millennials, and I'm like, why are you why are you trying? Like it's okay to be a boomer. Like it's okay. I know. Um, I respect it. it. I respect yeah. it more. In fact, because I think that yeah. they're. I think that that's a lot more like you know authentic. I know, yeah. And then, and then Gen Z just hates millennials because they're programmed. They're pro- well, they're programmed too, right? Because it's so weird. Genesis. I know. It's like, why? Well, I didn't do anything to you. <laughs> well, actually, what it is is that they don't know yet that it's really the you know it, there's it, all of this is just a big scam the whole generation names and stuff it is it's just another way to divide people mm-hmm. yeah i think they don't realize yet that it's a scam but eventually they will right like Hopefully. that's always, 
and and it's always it's always like situational and hierarchical so whoever like the like you know like with older people if like a younger person is like their quote-unquote like superior that ends up being something or the other way around if somebody has quote-unquote seniority that becomes like people just like having divisions and sort of like you know status yeah you know and status sort of like delineations because it makes them feel special in a time where they are very much faced with the fact that their own mortality is <laughs> staring them in the face. <laughs> oh, yes, so, it is. Yeah. So, uh, you know, for for many of us existential heads, we've been there for we've been in that headspace for quite some time. Oh, yeah. so. I mean, this this is a rather dark statement to make, but I think it was Camus, Oliver Camus, who said this, that the, you know, that the most biggest question you can ask yourself each day is whether to kill yourself. So it's like, hmm. oh, man, a Camus <laughs> reference on a Saturday. We love to see it. Yeah, we love to see yeah. it. Um, <laughs> mostly because it like rained really hard in San Diego. Oh, this is the weather report, by the way. It, it rained, rained in San Diego. It rained really hard. It didn't just rain; it downpoured, and there were two hundred eighty-three thunderbolts. I read about it. Oh my god! I know. Very very frightening. Yeah. Oh man, and it's yeah, it's, it's those Santa Ana winds, man. I mean, I'll take I'll take a downpour because oh, we're in a drought. I'll take a downpour over like a wildfire you know <laughs> like, oh yeah yeah it's because that was coming its way too. too and it's just been mm. it's been a weird it's been one of those whirlwind type of dorothy <laughs> dorothy and the wizard of oz yes. weeks yeah i guess i might have to get used to windstorms in, in wisconsin they have hurricanes there so yeah i'll, I'll visit sure you I'll see, I'll see my share of thunder lightning wind <laughs> i'll visit you there like i'll do it i'll do it for summer oh. fest I like Everclear. That, that would be swell. Yeah. Yeah. I'll even bring Everclear. <laughs> like, yeah. I think so. I think so. Yeah. We can have some Everclear at the Everclear concert. I'm very literal at these things. So. That, you know what? That, that, I would love, that would be so cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can put their face on the label. Yeah. We'll, we'll hang out in some basements, you know, we'll. We'll yeah. do some. We'll do some like live action role playing of of that '70s show and, yeah. and Happy Days. Oh yes, <laughs> totally. I guess I don't know. I don't know who I'm most like in that '70s show. Probably, probably Eric because he's a geek. What? I don't know. I think okay. I think you'd be like a blend of <laughs> Donna and um. Gosh, That's there cool. was who was the other character? Um, um Jackie. <laughs> Well, okay, not not the not in the core group. There were there were some other there were some other like side characters um, that filtered through. It seems like um, there was a librarian lady who Kelso liked for a while. Oh yeah, yeah, you would be a blend of Donna and the librarian lady. I, think. <laughs> I absolutely, cool. yeah. That's like it's like the bat. That's the nerdy badass. Like I like it. You know, that's a very that's a very good look i think for, <laughs> for that. all right let's get to your uh at uh at a 53 minutes <laughs> let's get to your book answer i'll probably okay. i'll probably make this into its own like trailer too okay that but sounds cool figure that out yeah <laughs> okay well i'm gonna read an excerpt from near the end of the book um and it does say a weight number do you want me to not say what the weight is i don't know if that would trigger anybody um we can give- we can do like we can do like you know redacted or or blank. Okay, know, blank, blank so I was I was blank pounds. Okay, because just yeah. just in case it triggers anybody, that's I don't really considerate. Yeah. yeah, because sometimes if I hear a certain way, I feel like oh well, I should be that way. And it's like I don't want anybody to feel like that. But yeah, that's to give a little point. bit of background, the book yes, it is about. I do have an eating disorder, and I am not over it yet. I am sorry to say the book does not. It has a bittersweet ending, but it's not a happy one. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. well you're no... here, and that's happy. I me. guess. <laughs> that's happy to me. 
Oh, so thank you. <laughs> in that in that regard, it's a happy ha- it's a happy ongoing <laughs> rather than an ending. Well, thank you. Yeah. But, yeah. So this is an excerpt from near the end of the book, The Surviving Twin, the book that I wrote. Um, Woo, and yeah. Julia is my twin in the book. So if you hear the name Julia, I am referring to my late twin sister. Okay, so this excerpt is from the chapter called Empty Time Capsule. Okay. In the first week of July, I was still at the eating disorder clinic. I had only enjoyed one random day back in late May when I experienced a burst of confidence ready to stay alive for Mama and say goodbye to the disease that ruined Julia and me. I blamed the fleeting buoyancy on the fact that I had lost half a pound that morning and taken a walk by the river. The opiate high of weight loss compounded with... The near-forgotten sensation of fresh air and sun on my skin had merely gone to my head. Plus, the following morning when I stepped on the scale, it told me I was so-and-so pounds, up a pound and a half from the happy day before. So-and-so weight, no. This weight has evil in it. On Independence Day, I was getting ready to go to Horizon. Horizon is the English word center. Mm-hmm. When I found blood on my panty liner, I stared out without emotion. I drove to the clinic, parked the car, and slipped into the bathroom. I could feel blood gushing from me. I cried on the floor of a stall. The period was heavy, as heavy as Julia's before she died. My stomach gnawed with hunger. A few minutes later, I was asking the nurse for a cup of green tea. She let me into a small kitchen usually reserved for staff. I didn't want the tea. I wanted to lie down where no one could see me. I waited until the door clicked shut behind the nurse and balled up Julia's down coat. I set it on the floor and used it as a pillow. I lay on the cool linoleum between the table and a wall covered with paintings by patients about the brightest stars coming out of the darkest nights. My tears rolled down the floor like raindrops down a pane of glass. I almost wished I'd seen Julia one more time before the cremation. Was she still in her blue velvet robe? I had requested that she at least be covered in a white sheet. I wished I could have held my sister's hand before she turned to ashes, warmed her fingers until they turned from purple to flesh pink. Smoothed the cuticles and bitten hangnails, compared the white half-moon shapes on our thumbnails, the lines of our palms, the shapes of the veins on our wrists. Traced my finger over the minute white scar where Julia's tooth had gone through her lip in a childhood fall. Traced my finger over the dot of pencil lead embedded in Julia's leg from another childhood accident. Rising from the linoleum, I went to my therapist's office and said I was discharging. I couldn't do this anymore. Okay, that's this brief little excerpt, and... To give a little bit of context, the reason that getting my period again distressed me so much yeah. was that Julia had gotten hers before she died, and it greatly distressed her because we had not had cycles for yeah. over a decade. So it was, you know, the the concept of being a quote-unquote woman um, was just, we wanted to remain little girls, basically. So it was, that right. was horrifying to get periods again. So it kind of represented to me, like, oh, this is death. This isn't life. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. it, like, it's it's so... Like, because hormonal changes have, can also just impact and, and like from age too, it's not even because of weight stuff. It's, or because of, you know, so, so, but I, I kind of, that's like a, such a profound thing that you just said where it's like the, the idea of being a woman felt overwhelming, you know, and, and that's, that I think a lot of people can absolutely relate to yes. mm-hmm. now more than ever, you know, I mean, yeah. probably before that too. And, and like, and, and, you know, before this time, but especially like with all the, like, you know, it feels like we're going in this like weird backward time, time frames in certain ways, even though we're in the present going towards. Yeah. Yeah. I can see how that would warp 
like, you know, your sense of reality from, you know, in, <laughs> in that, in that moment or, or, or Diana's sense of reality in that moment, because it has this sort of, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's so much kind of like, you know, no pun intended weight <laughs> there. Okay. Like, I, you know, very much seriously do mean that. And the way that it, you know, like when you're talking about the like opiate high of losing weight, like, <laughs> yes. yeah, it's a, it's a high, right? Like it's a very, people, you know, use highs as, as escapism and we're in like a huge opioid, like epidemic crisis, whatever people yeah. want to call it. Like that's the, that's the, like, you know, if people want to talk about pandemics, that is a pandemic too. And it's one that's like deeply rooted and in, in so many like like wicked things that we probably don't even know the whole story I know but yeah there's like there's parts of the story that have come to light but there's also so many parts that you know like are just still under wraps and and still kind of playing themselves out so there's just so much happening and and it really just comes back to like you know like eating disorders as an as an addiction essentially and they are yeah and and like why it is that people like you know want to be or not even want to but why it happens in the first place because life is like life you know and and some people they have like more you know propensity towards it and, and things like that but as someone who, who's like struggled with my own like kind of yeah. stuff like from and and body image issues are absolutely have I have like terrible body dysmorphia too but it's oh, also like yeah. you know it's it's one of those things where it's an ongoing thing and I haven't met a single woman girl even just like from early childhood some some women and, and up until they're late like you know very late in life it's like there's such like it's such a thing for some people it's like fun and normal and for a yeah. lot of people it's an obsession yeah there's an obsession with that like it, you know there's some people it's like very there's some very like you know healthy it's just normal life and you know picture taking having fun this and that and for some people it's like a million selfies a day or something you know like yeah <laughs> that's that's another that's another way that people express like insecurity about oneself or, or image or you know and, and so like in that regard I feel like everyone has a piece of that probably like absolutely men too I think they're not allowed to talk about it yeah it's, it's gotten a little bit I mean at the English horror hospitals I've been at there's there have been boys and men at them and I've right. always been like oh yes this does happen to men and it's like I'm, I, I'm yeah, sure all of them feel like they can't admit it, you know, because they think it's like a sign of weakness and it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Plus, you know, not to mention people who are like sex non-conforming or gender non-conforming. Like that's yes. also, that's also something that, you know, like pe it's, it's a huge, it's just like anything else. It's a human condition. Yeah. And it's also, uh, it, it, I don't think it's just like people are like, oh, it's just in people's heads. Like, no, I think no. it's outside of their heads. And that's, if it was just in their heads, then I don't think they would not be okay. I think people have a, you know, a modus of wanting to survive and wanting to, you know, thrive and live and in general. And then there are outside things that kind of shape perception and, and how we go through the world. And yeah. that's why, that's why it's so important that this memoir did come out when it did, because it came out like at a time where a, it was a pandemic. So it's going to go down as like a historical, like, almost like primary source type type book you know, <laughs> because it's a memoir in a time where memoirs are actually going to you know withstand time for the most part like people yeah. are going to 
look back at that time period and look at things that were produced and that and and when I say that time period I mean this time period we're still <laughs> True, it, yeah. you know so so things and and that's something that is actually almost optimistic you know maybe I'm being naive but no. maybe you know it, it it's almost optimistic because it's like you know when this time passes and it will because that's the only thing time really does is go yes. forward you know yeah <laughs> and, and you know when it does it'll be a you know again pun not intended chapter of, <laughs> of your life rather True. than you know rather than you know a, a book that you wrote you know in and a memoir that you wrote very early in your life which is like what we talked about when we were first discussed the book yeah um, so you know I like I you know probably don't say it enough but I'm really proud of you for writing something and getting it published that is so personal because I know you've written other books yeah yeah Yeah. like I I mean it's because I know you've written other books with you know um with Julia before yes you know um they were like they were the opposite of memoirs like you know they were biographies of other people so it's like it felt different doing something like you know that's still cool not in the world of academia you know academic biographies (laughs) Well, and that's actually better because, in my opinion, because, you know, you produced something that you were passionate about and wrote it together and and it was about something you were interested in and True. other people will be interested in it, yeah. too. You know, like it's and so, you know, because because the things that, you know, even that I write sometimes, sometimes I'm like, who's, gonna, who's ever going to read this? Like, I know, read it, whatever, yes. <laughs> you know, but I don't that's not why I'm writing it, though. It's not it's more to, for I like. When, when I've written things that I don't think that people are going to care about or like, I then realize that people almost care too much. And then that freaks me out. I'm like, oh, no. like, yeah, <laughs> because then they might have more vociferous opinions about it at that point. And like, or they're like it or... interpreting it or analyzing yeah. it using a certain oh. framework or perspective. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm like, like Why I didn't you... mean that at all. What are what are you getting out of this? <laughs> yeah. And or they'll, you know, pretend or not even pretend, but they'll be like oh this is interesting I wonder why I'm like dude stop psychoanalyzing my shit like that. only I can do that <laughs> I know yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know so like things like that it makes me realize that you know sometimes because there's no way to um you know there there doesn't seem like there's a way to alter sort of that outside world that has impacted us so much on the inside it's always for me anyway it's always really good to see when people put an a piece of work out there you know like a memoir because it's adding to the universe of of sort of stories and things in a more you know in a in a big picture way that commercial you know like writing and and things that people curate and you know whoever the upper echelons of society are who decide what things go where and when and why like it it's untouched by that shit you know it is yeah it's like it's I tried to make it like not just something that was like you know trending like a subject that was that was popular at the moment you know um because because, yeah because that stuff Mm -hmm. is fleeting and that is addictive too people don't get that that shit is also like a taste of that and people can you know that's why people get so you know obsessed with the with socials and and things like that because if it's gone then it's like they don't exist and yeah you know and they're not wrong in certain ways you know because people will highlight that's how people kind of um 
congregate is online is online infrastructures, right? Like, yeah. you know, so, so that's something that happened a lot more in the pandemic. So suddenly that became people's mode, even more than it already was people's mode of knowing what's going on. And that has its pros and cons, obviously, like the cons being that pe- there's a lot of misinformation about shit. But yeah. there's also like a lot of people finding out about things that they didn't previously know about and and kind of you know making connections that way and then people doing really cool things with art because they're Mm -hmm. you know and and you know so so and people writing memoirs (laughs) publishing (laughs) them right like that's huge it's huge it really is because you know like I mean like we don't talk about it enough because we're not like shameless name droppers but we went to like (laughs) a, a school that produced someone who created something in you know actually many someone's like a lot of people who came from that school did a bunch of shit that you know had impacts and culturally and then there's this like weird existentialism of being a woman in America right now (laughs) yeah I know yeah I I, I mean I don't really even know what's expected of women anymore it's like I don't really care I guess but yeah there's no reason to honestly there's no reason changes all the time yeah well and but that's a slippery slope too because I think that it can make me less compassionate towards people who I know deserve compassion because I've seen them struggle yeah and so it's like I would always rather be much nicer I would rather err on the side of, <laughs> remember we were talking about, um, what was it? Instead of err on the side of caution, err on the side of confusion. Yes, um, confusion, yeah. I'm going to add to that, err on the side of compassion. Why not? Yeah, yeah, you know? that's that's the best. <laughs> Why not? Why not do both or, or either or, you know, like any combination thereof? Because, you know, these these are things that sometimes I say them, but then I get feedback or I realize later, like, hey, I don't think I'm coming across this way. Or maybe... I'm doing it too much or too little or yeah. I'm not striking a balance. And if I am striking a balance, it's getting thrown off kilter because of X, Y, Z. So I have to bring it back every time to a more, you know, and, and that's another reason why, like, I really liked your memoir is because it, it was surreal in a way, kind of like <laughs> how you were saying like, oh, you know, like this was, you know, triggering for you to read the parts that you wrote. And, and, and that, in that kind of sense, it, it was definitely surreal for me, but it was also like so. Um, and I don't know, this might sound weird because you know, you did say that it's the you know, eating disorder, the eating is, is still kind of ongoing, yeah. But it, it was encouraging for me in the sense that life like happens and it doesn't happen, but they're not two sides of a coin, you know, it's almost like. Yeah. It's almost like an array and there are so many things that we as humans don't understand and that we can't see and they still impact our lives. And, and like, I, that's one of the like biggest reasons why, you know, I appreciated reading it. And when I got it, I like immediately started and, and like, I told people about it and stuff, not in <laughs> that way, but more like, Hey, like pick this up and read it because I liked it because there are parts of it that are so beautiful and beautifully written that it reads almost like a collection of short stories for example oh yeah I tried to make it like that I'm glad that it came across that way it did especially like after like the first initial part like it absolutely came across that way um Mm. and and you know the parts about you know the scenes from high school and stuff and 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 things that we like (laughs) things that we you know 
have common experiences, but they were so like different, even though they were in the same location. Like, yeah, that's so cool. Like that, <laughs> that's so cool because I think I'm experiencing that now in so many ways. And since those were developmental years, for the most part, like you're saying, like, you know, childhood stuff gets, you know, carried into adulthood and, and it never goes the other way around, right? It's not a Benjamin Button situation. So, (laughs) (laughs) so reflecting and reading about and, you know, kind of um, having these like bookmarks of the past and, and present, right, too. Um, yeah. can can make it make things seem less like maybe not maybe not less dire but a little bit more a little bit more like um I don't even know how to explain it like, like ho- hopeful in a way or like at least um I don't know at least tinged with softness rather than complete hardness yeah tinged with yeah. softness is a good way mm-hmm. to put it it it's <laughs> almost it almost reminds me of like when I look out at night and I see the stars and the sky and like there's like you know even if there's like constellations or maybe even a planet you know like that can be seen sometimes you know during certain times of the year and I'm like whoa I'm so tiny in this vast universe and then I squint and then I hold my hand up and it's like oh but look that star can fit in between the like space between my fingers you know I know it's not bizarre (laughs) yeah you know and if I squint just right you know I have a little piece of the sky and it's just right between my fingers and yeah and that's kind of the way it it feels it feels like these kind of big things that are in this like world that we're whirling around in um it it feels like those big things can come a, a little bit closer to our reality currently and that makes it a lot more grounding yeah you know yeah Um, I think so (laughs) so yeah that was a great one um I do want to get another excerpt but I want to give you the review before we do like another well maybe do like a trailer later um and that (laughs) that will be a fun way to kind of yeah but I'm glad we talked about you know the memoir again since it's October 13th right is when it came out Yes. Um, of 2020. So, and then, um, you know, the one year anniversary of the um, release of the surviving twin will be, um, mm-hmm. yeah, in less, less than a month at this point. So mm-hmm. that also puts a lot of like things into, you know, it, it makes me feel a little bit more like I'm actually doing something in my life when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to this, <laughs> school work dilemma that I have going on about my existential crises about being in like an MFA program I'm like well you know what though all of that shit is practice and now I can sit and write a a good review and make it like fucking awesome and make that be a thing that I actually want to do instead of as something that I have to do for (laughs) a class or for an advisor or for work or whatever it's not just like another bland email I gotta write for I really I really appreciate it and I'm looking you're like I'm glad my memoir is giving you content to create I'm like oh yeah thanks a lot (laughs) (laughs) no that's the fun part it's the communal part of creating content together okay so this is what I'm thinking for the next ep is um regardless of when it is I do want there to be we'll do like we'll record like a trailer so that that comes out um along with like and then maybe I'll like read the review like on the pod too once sure that way, like, you know, and when I post it, that way, like, when you've gotten it polished and then I post it everywhere, 
we can read it and then we'll do that thing that we talked about where we write a poem together like oh, that'd on, be awesome. yeah. on the fly yeah yeah well yeah have, like, a, I mean we'll have, like, a, like a beatnik experience you know yeah. yeah well and we'll make it really we'll make it annoying in the sense that we'll have like a google doc open in front of us and we'll just like add on to it so we'll see <laughs> each other like writing it <laughs> that sounds cool add on to it it'll be like it'll be like minutes in a meeting yeah. <laughs> that'll make me feel better about all the meetings I have to take minutes in or like have to be in and <laughs> all the all the boring and <laughs> deadly administrative tasks that oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man this was a good episode yeah well, it was really fun thank you it, very philosophical yes yeah and it'll be fun to listen to it without um hopefully any technical difficulties resulting. I, I didn't hear any weird robot kind of clinks or clanks or anything so that's good yeah i'm telling you my redacted college is illuminati confirmed for sure <laughs> no i was I, I was right next to the community one of the communication buildings i think but i think it's just because like there's a lot of people with cell phones everywhere so it's just like uh, yeah. yeah so i'm just in my little <laughs> in my apartment now and oh man i can i tell you that i was actually so glad it rained because i had the excuse to not go anywhere <laughs> oh cool i know rain is so cozy it makes you so so cozy yeah. yeah i finally got i finally got a deadline in on time for the first Ooh. time for a class in like weeks like i felt good about it you know i was like all right like you know, I, that was when I was really glad I got done because it was, it was stressing me out because it was a group project. And I was like, oh. I have to have this deadline and I don't want to let my group down. And yeah. then like a classic Virgo, I was like, shit, it's in at 12 a.m. instead of 11.59. I better not get marked out. I'm like, no, no, no. The professor does not care. Like, he does not care. I don't even think he's going to read all of this. But like, oh, yeah. you know, so, so, you know, I was just stressing myself out for no reason. Um, I think just to give myself something to do, because, you know, I'm, maybe I'm just I'm, my pandemic boredom has carried into my <laughs> into my day to day life as a, as a as a normal human muggle. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, Diana, this was awesome. I'm going to um, hopefully it'll upload with no problem. And then okay. and then we'll kind of confer over the text as we've always done. That sounds great. Yay. All right. I hope you have an amazing rest of your weekend. Good luck with packing, right? <laughs> Thanks. Um, uh, and your packing is actually encouraging me. Okay. So I don't know if you're like me who procrastinated on my packing when I moved. Because <laughs> I definitely <laughs> a did. Bit, yeah. um, but now that I've been living in my current spot for a while, I also realized that I just have a lot of shit that I need to sort. Because yeah. I've just been stuffing stuff. I, I have this habit of like, I'll have all of my, and I think a lot of people have this. I don't think it's just me, but you know, I'll, I'll get all of the main areas all cleaned up and stuff. And then if there's any odds and ends, I'll just throw them in a bag and throw them in a closet and forget for like months, you know? Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. So um, I promised myself that I would prioritize, um, you know, actually digging out some things that are probably important and doing some boring things. Cause I have to, I had to do that for like two weeks at work and I'm like, wait a second I don't do this for my own house why the fuck am I doing it here oh so- I know yeah <laughs> yeah why do they do this so-, <laughs> yeah. so I'll start doing it at home I guess and and so your packing will will kind of you know uh <laughs> we'll kind of like give our progress reports to one another after the weekend and see oh. how we did yeah um, hopefully I'm, I'll be- I, yeah I'm more- not I need be- some more boxes I'm not going to be too ambitious. I'm just going to say I will just clean the closet that's right by my front door. That's a very easy thing to do. Yeah. It's a very small space. You know, it just, 
it's one of those things where it's probably not even going to take a half hour, but I'm like, I don't even want to open this door. Fuck this. I know. It's not <laughs> weird. It's like, once you get down to it, it doesn't take that much time, no. but it still seems like. It takes a lot of daunting. mental time. You it know? does. It does. Because I'm yeah. like, oh man, I haven't worn these, but I don't want to keep them, but I don't want to stop. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So you'll have, you'll fill the boxes that you have now. Okay. And I'll clean the closet that's by my door. That's very small. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like a good goal. Yeah. These are, these are doable things. So I think we can do it if we put our mind to it. And I, think I, so. didn't, I didn't mean for that to rhyme. It's time no, for the it's, pod to end. <laughs> yeah. Everything is, everything is a good rhyme. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, all right. Every, all right. Square hive air on the side of compassion and confusion. <laughs> yes. <You can> choose. <laughs> and, uh, We'll catch you next time, Square Hive. Bye. Bye. Mm-hmm. We're not joking, just joking. We